All right. Uh, with that being said, we are going to turn our attention now to some rugby because we have a World Cup to look forward to a bit later on in the year. Uh, coming off of the weekend, the Wallabies, well, they faced the reigning world champs in South Africa and... It wasn't a great day for the Aussies, unfortunately. Joining us down the line to talk about it uh, is sports editor at The Raw, Christy Doran. Christy, welcome back to the show. Yeah, nice to join you. Thank you very much for uh, for jumping on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here with us as always. Uh, it was a disappointing loss um, for, for the Aussies against the reigning world champs in South Africa. What were your, your thoughts on the game? Oh, look, of course it was disappointing. Uh, I don't think too many people expected the scoreline to blow out like it did. I think a lot of people thought the Wallabies would push the, the spring box, but it only really, they pushed them for about 10 minutes before. The box clearly showed their superiority, how well they are as machines. This is a side that's been together for five years underneath Rusty Rassin since he took over in, in 2018. And we saw the, the differences in detail and execution uh, strategy plan. Uh, you compare that to the Wallabies that come under Eddie Jones, and as a, an entire squad, they'd only had about five sessions together. So uh, that that played out before our very eyes, and it was an ugly, ugly watch, wasn't it? And, mm. and 43-12 was the end scoreline, but it was the manner of it. It could have been 60 points to 12. They were just smoked in the set piece, in the collision. All the areas in Test Match Rugby where you've got to win, the Wallabies just got absolutely beaten. Uh, fair and square. Uh, the good thing is it's the first week and there's a long, long time to go. There is. What were your thoughts on the amount of penalties Australia gave away in this game? They seem to be fairly undisciplined at times. Well, 13-3, I think it was. That that shows the huge disparity in, in, in that contest alone. But unlike previous years where the Wallabies might have pushed the ledger at the breakdown or uh, had been careless and offsides or indeed high tackles, they would just run off their feet. They were consistently uh, beaten in the contact zone, which meant the Springboks just were running all over them. Uh, so uh, in addition to that, their set piece wasn't functioning. The scrum was, was beaten comprehensively without Taniel Tuifo and, and Angus Bell there and a, a rookie and Dane Dongo had a really tough evening and and, and also Alan Alatoa, who's rushed back from injury. His first game since a calf injury for the Bumbies at the end of May. So we, we saw that show out on the field. And I think that probably was really the reason for the all-discipline. Uh, there are two yellow cards, uh, but both of those forced because, you, you know, a bloke is trying to tackle a, is the only person left in a rolling ball when you've got four people there and then, then Dave Parecki trying to bring down the ball carrier. It was half a metre uh, away from being legal had he done it inside his own goal line. As it turned out, it was just outside and, 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 he's, and he's shown 10, meters, uh, 10 minutes. So uh, not, as, not as necessarily as bad in that area as, as you might think by looking at mm. uh, you know, the math there. How much did the altitude come into effect, do you feel? I've spoken to a few of the players and, and former players, and yes, that, that always plays a part. I, I think just as much as that, though, is the fact that the Wallabies hadn't been to South Africa since 2019. Uh, barely a, a player, a number of players haven't played there uh, ever, in fact. And you, know, you, you have to go back to the early part of the 2020 season where a handful of players would have played there, but not since then have they gone back. 
I think they just came up against a, such a well-drilled side, and I think that's more of the reason than necessarily the, the altitude. But historically, you look through it. Australia is now 0-8 and eight at Victoria. Uh, rarely have they ever matched them in Johannesburg. Uh, they've had one victory there in a long, long time in, in uh, uh, Bloemfontein, which is it was in, in 2010. So it's an extremely difficult place to, to win. Um, Australia's victories have always come on the coast, either in Cape Town or, or most recently in Durban, I think in 2011. So um, South Africa win about 80% of their matches at home, and they historically lose about 75% of their games in Australia. And we've seen that under Dave Rennie, where Australia won three out of four uh, against South Africa. Uh, but that, that, that is in line with this history. We're speaking to Christy Doran here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Christy, where, where do they need to find improvement in your mind? Uh, I mean, where do they need to find the improvement mostly ahead of this World Cup? Oh, well, look, there's, there's about six weeks or so before they'll be getting, I think it's August 17, they, they head over to, to France. Before that, three test matches. Uh, this is Eddie James's really last opportunity to experiment a little bit give opportunities to a couple of guys that might surprise people this weekend against Argentina and Sydney uh, with, with back-to-back tests that were followed uh, against the All Blacks. So uh, there'll be a little bit of ch- change in the selection ranks. So I, I reckon you'll see a, a new nine. You might see a Carter Gordon come in at 10 after a nice 10-minute cameo where he scored a try. But there'll be a few changes. Um, more than anything, the Wallabies have just got to become more aligned with their game style. There's a brand new coaching team. Uh, there's lots of moving parts there as well with guys that have barely ever coached rugby, like Brett Hodgson, for instance, who is, is Eddie Jones' defence coach. So it's about getting on the same page. But when you have guys like Tupo, uh, Bell, who's, who's certainly in the selection frame this weekend, uh, Andrew Kellaway, another one, Jordan Bataille, about a month away, those sorts of guys that come back will add a lot to it. Um, the, the depth might not be necessarily there, but when you have a, a 20 players and a top 20 players to pick from, the Wallabies will still certainly compete. I have no doubt about that. Is it enough time for the coaching staff to come together before a World Cup? Have they been given enough time? It's a good question. We won't know. No one knows that. And Eddie Jones clearly hopes uh, it is enough time. Um, he's described it as a smash and grab job all the way ever since arriving at uh, at Moore Park at, in January. Oh, look, I think I think it is enough time. We've, we've seen Michael Checker, for instance, in 20, end of 2014, he took over uh, in rather abrupt circumstances. And, and a year later, the Wallabies end up going to the World Cup uh, final. It was, a, it was a pretty brand new coaching structure, albeit a lot of those guys, he, you know, the Nathan Grace, for, for instance, were with him at the Waratahs at the time, but I think I think there is enough time. They're certainly still one of the dark horses, uh, but it's an important game this weekend against Argentina. They really need to win this. It won't be easy. They drew against them twice in 2020 before taking both the matches in 2021. Last year we saw them have a good win, and then a really really poor record loss in Argentina. So uh, you can't take the Pumas. Uh, coached by Michael Chekel for granted whatsoever, but it's really crucial for the momentum and the confidence of not just the, the playing group, but also uh, the wider population to, to follow uh, some momentum. 
So what are the changes they've looked to make for, for the upcoming game against Argentina? Yeah, oh, look, I've just mentioned at 9 and 10. Oh, I think you'll see Samu Karevi coming in at 12. Uh, Suli Bonavale is obviously under a lot of pressure on the right wing. Uh, there might there'll probably be a change in the back row after Tom Hooper's AC injury uh, against the box where he was forced off after about half an hour. Uh, probably a change in the second row. We, we spoke to, to Richie Arnold. He's back from Toulouse and he made his debut for the Wallabies last weekend. Uh, so there'll be there'll be some significant changes enough, but uh, not so many that it will be unrecognisable to God. All right, uh, really looking forward to a big build-up for the Wallabies as we do head towards the World Cup. They will face Argentina this coming Saturday uh, back here in Australia on home ground at uh, Combank Stadium. So uh, a lot to look forward to. Christy, it's been a pleasure. Uh, having you here on the program once again this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you. There he goes. Christy Doran from The Raw. Uh, A pleasure having him on the program this afternoon.